I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. My guests today are two heavy hitters, and I don't want to waste any time with an intro because I just want to get straight to this conversation. We are joined by Chief Executive Officer of Shake It Up Australia Foundation, Vicky Miller, and founder of Shake It Up Australia Foundation, Clyde Campbell. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Wonderful to join. Yes, thank you, Amy. It's lovely to have a chat with you today. Now, uh, keen podcast listeners of our show will know uh, you, Clyde, because you have been on the podcast before, but maybe just a really quick recap uh, for anyone that hasn't caught that first episode, although I will recommend go back and have a listen. It's a great one. But just give us a little quick overview of your story and your relationship to Shake It Up. Yeah, like my journey started 14 years ago when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, with Parkinson's for myself come on very quickly which is quite unusual for most people. Um, uh, I got up to speak in a public area with a, a CEO for a robotics company and the notes in my hand started to shake. So half the head was sort of saying, tough it up, you must be nervous. Another half the head's going, what the hell's happening here? So that was the start of what I saw as Parkinson's. Um, and then it uh, matured from there for, for, as a diagnosis through a neurologist uh, and a you know, clarification through two other neurologists that had Parkinson's. And then, then we started to look around the world as to what could we do about Parkinson's. Um, I, I wanted to be able to ensure we could make a difference. And that's where we really come across some really great researchers here in Australia, but also the, the Michael J. Fox Foundation was key to our early days and key to our days right, right here now um, to be able to support what we do in Parkinson's research here in Australia. And so, Vicky, how did you then come to be at Shake It Up Australia Foundation? I joined the foundation six and a half years ago in the role of Executive General Manager for Strategic Partnerships. Um, and um, I, have, I had a connection to Parkinson's through my grandmother who had was diagnosed with Parkinson's in her late 80s. Uh, she lived to 96, but um, she did um, progress very quickly and it took away her mobility and her ability to communicate as well, um, which was really sad to watch um, her decline so quickly. Uh, so once I met with Clyde, I found, uh, you know, I, I had a really good, strong personal connection with him and I really admired what he'd set up um, and how he'd gone about shaping the foundation. Um, the contribution from uh, Clyde and his brother Greg as the founding directors to underwrite the administration costs of the foundation so that 100% of donations supported Parkinson's research, I thought was a very, um, a really good business model. Um, and also the very important um, relationship with the and partnership with the Michael J. Fox Foundation that Clyde had established and built over those years, 
um, that co-funded research in Australia 50-50 with the foundation, which meant that, you know, when people donate, essentially their dollar was being doubled with investment in Australia with the Fox funding. So I thought the the, the foundation and the way it had been established was a great model um, and I really wanted to do what I could to to help the foundation grow um, and I think we've really achieved a lot um, in that six and a half years. Well, speaking of achievements, I guess over the six and a half years and maybe particularly focusing on the year that's just gone, 2023, I'd love if you guys could talk to us about sort of what the focus has been this year, what's been going on at Shake It Up, whether it's um, fundraising efforts, conferences. I think, Clyde, you've attended some pretty special things this year. So tell us what's been going on. Maybe, Clyde, you can kick us off. Yeah, look, one of the standout things from this year was the World Parkinson's Congress in Barcelona. We managed to sponsor over 30 young PhD students and, and others in research to get over there and be able to show the world what we're doing here in Australia. Uh, it was just fantastic to be able to see them put their posters up and uh, explain what they were doing uh, and really understand more about what Parkinson's is for people with Parkinson's, but also the research community and how we can bring them closer together. So I imagine at a conference like that, it would be an incredible opportunity for the researchers to share ideas and like better their own studies too. Yeah, really one of the key areas that we we get by default was actually them understanding what other people were doing in research, not only internationally, but right in our own backyards and how they could have worked closer together uh, in in the time to come. And that's been seen since the the World Parkinson's Congress. The, The researchers have come back to Australia and have worked on things collaboratively together. Oh, isn't that fantastic? And how did you find it personally, Clyde, um, attending that conference? Yeah, fantastic. Just to be able to see, I suppose, the depth of research that's going on around the world uh, and the different ways people can actually interact with that research um, and I suppose how people are actually coping with Parkinson's in their lives. And Vicky, what have been your areas of focus this year? Uh, well, also attending the um, the WPC in Barcelona, which I found a really um, valuable experience. Uh, we attended the leadership forum on the first day, uh, which was a closed session for leaders across the sector internationally. And it was great to be able to connect with um, other CEOs uh, from around the world, from leading organisations like the Michael J. Fox Foundation, Cure Parkinson's in the UK, people that we collaborate with, but, you know, we meet them on Zoom throughout the year. So it was really nice to be able to actually meet face-to-face and spend five days uh, at the Congress. Um, but also some of the sessions at the Congress, I think, um, were really valuable as well, um, you know, digital technology and and what's happening there with wearable apps and artificial intelligence and how that's going to influence research as we move forward in the coming years. Um, emerging therapies um, in things like neuroprotection, gene therapy, an area that we're uh, working in here with the support of the Next Gene Therapy Project at Neura. Um, and I think you've done an interview with Carol and Sue on that project, haven't you? Yes. Um, and and various surgical uh, therapies um, as well. Um, and uh, the role of the gut microbiome was a big um, uh, a, a big piece over at the WPC, and I think that's a really important piece for people living with Parkinson's. There's a very strong link between the gut and the brain. Um, so gut health is really important if you're managing your Parkinson's well. Um, also exercise, a lot of sessions over there on the various types of exercise 
and and how that can benefit somebody with uh, Parkinson's. And I think you've done some good interviews on that that on that subject as well. But really critical to live well with Parkinson's to to make sure that you exercise uh, regularly. Uh, stigma was a, a big session over there. We had a very good session in our leadership conference on the stigma associated with Parkinson's. And I've had a lot of conversations since attending the, the conference on that subject. Uh, and it is a really significant issue for people when they're diagnosed with Parkinson's. I find particularly with people who are diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's, stigma is an issue. They're, they're reluctant to come out and admit that they've got Parkinson's because of the fear around stigma. So that's something that there needs to be a lot more work done here in terms of education and awareness in Australia. And it is something that we're focusing on internationally through the, the World Parkinson's Congress because we do continue um, to collaborate through that Congress um, as leaders in the sector throughout the years in between them. So the next one will be in 2026 and uh, we are going to be supporting uh, supporting that with a, a sponsorship because we believe very strongly in the importance of the Congress, um, particularly for um, people living with Parkinson's and the, and the research community. Yeah, it seems like a great way for a sort of meeting of the mind so you can really hone in and uh, see what other people are doing. But also, like you said, talk about these other things, the the stigma attached to it, which I think we've had a lot of people talk about that being a hard thing, particularly in the early days of that acceptance and that comfortability to talk about it with the people around them. And the gut health thing that you mentioned was really interesting to me because that um, actually hasn't come up a lot um, in my conversations this year. So is there anything that in particular you remember about that or a place we can direct people if they want more information about gut health and Parkinson's? Uh, we are funding a study at the Queensland University of Technology with uh, Professor Richard Gordon. He's doing some work in the gut health area. Uh, and I know that Carol and Sue is also looking at um, a clinical trial shortly with uh, around gut health as well. Um, but but there is a strong link between the gut and the brain. There was a very good session by a researcher called Per Borghammer um, that people could Google and look up, uh, and that was around um, where does Parkinson's start? Does it start in the brain or does it start in the gut? And he believes it's 50-50, that 50% of people's Parkinson's will start in the gut and 50% will start in the brain. So there is a lot of research being done around gut-brain connection for Parkinson's. And I know we will have some clinical trial opportunities um, in a number of different areas coming up, probably in the next 12 months, I'd say probably in 2024, uh, in terms of uh, of gut health. So uh, that's definitely something to keep on if you're living with Parkinson's you should be keeping that on your radar and and looking at at your gut health yeah that that's very interesting and definitely something to to keep an eye on you've touched on it uh, just in that previous question but in terms of research because I think people love to know where their their fundraising efforts have gone towards so Clyde could you talk to us about some of the the research efforts that have been going on in 2023 yeah, there's been a heck of a lot of things getting through um, closer to patients in, in research. Yeah, Nick's gene therapy, focusing on the mitochondria. Uh, Carol and Sue's been really leading that area, and it's such an exciting spot. The mitochondria is the energy of, for cells, and uh, that that energy, if we can find ways to be able to revive those cells, can make a heck of a difference to us going further forward. Uh, the Australian Parkinson's Genetic Study uh, up in Queensland it's really been an underpinning thing for us and how to bring people in that have got um, an opportunity to be able to contribute towards research 
with their their actual lived experience with Parkinson's and the opportunity to also be part of future trials. I think such as Satala Matt Cooper, who worked with us over many years, has um, really got his new company up and running, focused on neuroinflammation. Um, people like Cedric Bardi has brought things like iPS cells to us, so induced pluripotent stem cells to be able to better understand how we can actually fast-track uh, treatments in, in cells um, with, with experiments in a, in a dish and then taking that, that learning and putting it back into the into a patient through through medication, not through stem cells directly. You know, going to things like standing tall with vibrating socks to be able to allow people to move more freely and stop freezing of gait. You know, just those simple applications of technology that can make a real difference to people's lives. Absolutely. And it really sounds like there's such a broad spectrum of different research opportunities going on and really trying to look at things from multiple different lenses and avenues to help people live their best life. Would you sort of agree with that, Vicky? Yes, definitely, um, Amy. And, and of course, there was also the, um, the discovery um, that came through the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative that the Fox Foundation has um, been funding for um, a decade now, uh, which was validating uh, through an assay a reliable biomarker for the first time for Parkinson's disease. Um, And so that's going to now um, inform and shape research moving forward um, where we hope that we'll have that biomarker will be available in a more simple test moving forward for earlier diagnosis of Parkinson's, which means we'll be able to treat the disease at an earlier stage Um, moving forward as well and that's an area that we've really focused on this year is looking at you know opportunities to support clinical trials of disease modifying therapies and bringing those to Australia Um, and as Clyde mentioned through the Australian Parkinson's genetics study um, which is a um, which uh, contributes to the global Parkinson's genetics study so that was a really important project that we funded because it's opening up opportunities for people with Parkinson's on Australia to participate in clinical trials. So we've had um, over 7,500 people have participated in that study since it launched at the beginning of last year. Uh, We're on track to meet the 10,000 people with Parkinson's and 10,000 cohorts, healthy cohorts, by the end of next year. And we asked people when they participated if they wanted to participate in clinical trials to tick a box and we've had a very, very strong success rate with that. So I think we've got about 85% of people who are willing to participate in clinical trials. So we've been working over this last year with a number of our leading researchers and their um, centres uh, to build um, what we what we would refer to as a best practice model for clinical trials. Uh, so um, and 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 that's so that we have good capacity to allow these people who want to participate in clinical trials from wherever they're living in Australia to be able to, when we bring those trials to Australia. And there are quite a few coming through the pipeline that we hope to be able to announce early next year, a couple of new opportunities for people to participate in clinical trials of drugs that will uh, really assist with better symptom management. Yeah, it sounds like a very exciting time in terms of that biomarker. That's a huge discovery, but then to also have mm. treatment options, very exciting. Um, for people, obviously you said there is great uptake in people wanting to participate, but um, for people that haven't done that yet or don't know where to look, how do they get involved in these studies? 
So for the Australian Parkinson's genetics study, they just need to go online. Um, it's at the Queensland Institute for Medical Research. But if they Google Australian Parkinson's genetic study, it'll come up and you just click on the link or they can visit our website and they'll find it on there. And you just register online and they'll send you out a saliva kit in the mail and then you just do the saliva test at home, put it in a prepaid envelope and send it back and you'll be part of that study. People with Parkinson's and people without Parkinson's who don't have a genetic link to Parkinson's. So, you know, we often have, um, it's a good opportunity, Amy, for people to support a loved one with Parkinson's. Um, You often have, you know, people often feel helpless when they have somebody that they are close to that has Parkinson's and they don't know what they can do or they want to do more to help. If if you're a um, a spouse of somebody with Parkinson's, a neighbour, a work colleague, a friend, so you're not actually related by blood, um, you can participate at, in the cohort group of this study. So we need 10,000 people with Parkinson's, but we also need 10,000 people that don't have Parkinson's. And we like if those people can be in a similar um, environment to the person with Parkinson's because we're also looking at the environmental impact on the genes of the person with Parkinson's. So if it's a husband and wife, for instance, living together, it would be good for the spouse to also participate in the study because they're in the same environment but they're not blood-related. Oh, that is a great thing to know. I don't think we've put those pieces together yet about the other um, participant that doesn't live with Parkinson's. And what, it, like you said, what a great way to feel like you're able to help and contribute because I know so many people I speak to feel helpless mm-hmm. and that they can't do anything. And this is a tangible, real thing that you can contribute to. Um, shame about the genetics. I would love to be involved, but it sounds like <laughs> I'm probably out on that one. But we can encourage those that uh, are eligible to, to jump on that study. You need to talk to your mum, Amy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going to get off this and call her straight away. That's fantastic. <laughs> so talking yeah. about um, studies coming up in the future, 2024, what are, what are we aiming for? What are we looking at? Well, there's just so many things that we have got coming into into play in 2024 onwards. Um, compounds such as Roche's Selmaflast, uh, which is yeah, going back in for Phase 1B trials. Um, that come out of University of Queensland as an early research project for ourselves, but showing real, really great promise in the lab and how we get that into people with Parkinson's as moving it forward. Uh, longevity Biotech uh, will be starting a trial in Australia as well. They've got a neuroinflammation drug uh, that has been heavily supported by the Michael J. Fox Foundation, um, but we were supporting it to get it into trials here in Australia. It was American-founded uh, compound. Neuronasal funding is an opportunity there to be able to look at how we deliver drugs into the people people with Parkinson's. And one of the key areas there is trying to get across the blood-brain barrier. Uh, so instead of actually having a, an oral tablet, how to be able to take a, a, a nasal uh, spray to be able to get uh, the, the communication directly to the brain. Companies like Anavex have got um, their Sigma-1 receptors uh, uh, drugs that we're going to get into trial in the first quarter of next year. They're really exciting trials that have been done in people with Parkinson's with dementia, but how we actually pull that earlier in the disease and make a real difference with people uh, in, with Parkinson's. So there's just so many different opportunities, I suppose, to get shots on goal, um, and we need all of those to be able to make a difference to our future. Absolutely. Attack it from every possible angle. Yeah, it's going to be important 
to have multiple approaches because Parkinson's is a different disease for everyone. So it's a matter of how, how we have different cohorts of patients and understand what compounds are going to work for one person will be different to what may be for the others. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, a multifaceted approach. So I don't think we'll have one silver bullet that will cure Parkinson's because we have such a different, different disease in every patient. Uh, but we need to be able to look at how we can actually divide those people up into cohorts to really make sense of the disease going forward. And Vicky, what is your focus for next year? What are you looking towards, whether it's like the research stuff or even in the like support community space? What's Shake It Up focusing on? Uh, we'll start off the year with our uh, annual research roundtable, Amy, which will be held at the beginning of February. And that's when we bring all of the Parkinson's research community together um, for a day. Um, and, and we're going to be focusing on what we can do um, to better support the, the Parkinson's research community in Australia in terms of, of, of funding and um, research direction. Uh, we'll share with them our research strategy uh, but we bring in um, the international collaboration as well. So we bring the Fox Foundation into that. We bring Cure Parkinson's in the UK into that because they work with the area of the International Link Clinical Trials Committee that has a short list of potential drugs that can be used to treat Parkinson's that we have uh, the potential to put into clinical trial as well. So and we're going to bring to that research roundtable the early career researchers that we uh, funded to go to the World Parkinson's Congress as well so that they can connect with the, the more senior leading researchers in the country as part of their, you know, career progression as well to develop and um, those those relationships um, and, and mentoring opportunities um, for them as well. Um, we're going to be working in, uh, in supporting uh, some of these clinical trial centres um, with some funding for uh, movement disorder um, specialists. So there is, I think one of the issues that's probably been raised by people in previous interviews would be the length of time it takes to get in to see a neurologist, a movement disorder specialist, when you're first diagnosed with Parkinson's. Most people will be waiting up to six months for their first appointment. Six months is a long time when you've been diagnosed and given that, you know, terrible diagnosis. So we want to see more medical practitioners specialising as movement disorder specialists. So we're looking at a um, supporting them through a fellowship program to have more movement disorder specialists coming through um, and also looking to see what we can do to support these re- these clinical um, trial centres with um, to increase their capacity with additional resourcing of PD nurses and research assistants. So that's an important focus area for us next year in order to increase capacity for clinical trials. Of course, we've always got new projects coming through the Fox Foundation for co-funding. We have had quite a few come through in the last month or so uh, that are just going through contract processing um, and we'll be announcing those before Christmas. So there's quite a few more new projects coming through the pipeline um, that have been approved for funding. So that's good news for both our Australian researchers um, and also for the Parkinson's community here because uh, we do have some very, very good Parkinson's researchers here in Australia. Well, there certainly sounds like there is plenty to be looking forward to and um, be really optimistic about what's coming in terms of research in the 2024 calendar. We'll wrap it up because, again, I know you guys are very, very busy, but I would love to just, if you had anything that you wanted to say to the people that support Shake It Up, obviously it's a, a team effort. We can't do it without the incredible fundraising work and donations that we get from the community. So, Clyde, a little parting message for our incredible contributors. 
Yeah, one quick message is we're in this together and thank you for your support and looking forward to bringing further treatments to people with Parkinson's. It's not an easy thing to be able to live with, but together we can get through and we can make a real difference in our time. Absolutely. And Vicky, the floor is yours. Thank you, Amy. Well, I, I, I'd just say that, you know, we, we are here for and with people with Parkinson's in our community and our purpose is to do everything we can to find new treatments to slow and stop uh, Parkinson's as quickly as possible. We are the largest non-government funder of Parkinson's research in Australia. And since Clyde founded Shake It Up, we've contributed over $30 million to Parkinson's research in Australia. Because we don't receive any government funding, we've only been able to do that through the generosity of fundraisers and donors that support our community. So I want to say a very big thank you to each and every one of them whether you give $5 or $500,000 or $5 million, you're all very important to us and we we could not survive or exist without your support. So thank you and um, we look forward to a very strong 2024, both in terms of research and fundraising. Well, incredible words and I just want to say a huge thank you to both of you for your time this morning to be here. It means a lot to me personally, but I think to the community too to get to hear what all of their um, hard work and support is going towards and also just a huge thank you for what you do for the foundation because it wouldn't exist without great leadership and commitment like uh, we see through both of you. So from the Parkinson's community, a huge thank you for what future opportunities you're giving to everybody. Yeah, we really appreciate everyone's support. It's just so critical to us to be able to make a difference going forward. So, And Amy, for what you do in these podcasts, it really makes a difference to people with Parkinson's. So thank you. It is my great pleasure. Vicky Miller, thank you so much for being here as well. Thank you, Amy, and thank you for everything you do. We are very grateful. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop, and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.